Being a Better Man, episode 233. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for Being a Better Man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herrickstad. Hey, everybody. After a very long period of silence, it is I, Alf Herigstad, back at the Being a Better Man microphone. It feels really great to be back. It seems like a very long time since I recorded an episode, and in reality, it has been exactly three weeks, 21 days since I have released an episode. That is the longest absence I've ever had, and I was a little worried about what the consequences would be. I was concerned that everyone would just go away and listenership would plummet. But I'm happy to report that during my absence, 8,476 people still listened to the podcast. That's awesome. Thank you all so much for hanging in there. As I told you in the last episode, the reason for my absence is that I was going to the Burning Man Festival with my wife, father, and uncle. I was going to be separated from technology for a while because I was going to be camping out in the Nevada desert. Now I'm back, though, and I have some stories to tell and some insights to share. The first thing I want to report is that we had an amazing time. It was a fantastic experience with my dad and uncle, who are both in their 80s. We saw epic art, and we witnessed extreme cases of human innovation. We met people from many different countries and made a lot of new friends. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, though. There were some hard lessons to learn as well on this adventure. And hard lessons are the best kind because they teach you the most. Before I continue... With the rest of this episode, I want you to take a wild guess about what I was wearing the whole time I was gone. That's right. I was wearing Stumptown kilts. What else would I wear? I took my black kilt and my green kilt to Burning Man with me, and I trashed them. The black one was especially destroyed. When I got home, it was no longer black. It had become so impregnated with dust and dirt that it was gray. I thought it would never be the same, but after it came out of the wash, it looked black and beautiful once again. I'm telling you guys, these are the best kilts out there. They are durable beyond measure, comfortable, and the unique design makes them extraordinarily useful as well. Stumptown Kilts happens to be a sponsor of this show. And if you go to their website, stumptownkilts.com, and pick out your new kilt, you can save 10% off your entire purchase by entering the code BETTERMAN at checkout. All lowercase, all one word. Check them out today at stumptownkilts.com and enter the code BETTERMAN to receive your discount. Okay, the overriding lesson I learned from this experience is also the title of this podcast. 
which is there are always options. As I go on, you'll understand what I mean by that. The plan was that my wife, dad, and I would drive down from Washington to meet my uncle in Reno and then head up to the event together. We were in a 2004 Dodge Grand Caravan, and it was loaded well beyond capacity with all of our provisions. Even the top was stacked up with about three feet of stuff. You see, you need to take a lot of stuff to a thing like this because nothing is provided for you. All of your infrastructure, food, water, and other supplies are all up to you. Anyway... We were happily making our way towards Reno with no problems until we were about 20 miles from our destination. That's when our car threw a rod. It started knocking like crazy and lost power. It got worse and worse, and then we coasted down a mountain and limped into the hotel parking lot where my uncle waited. We got a mechanic to come and give us an official diagnosis And after looking at it, he said the worst thing that he could have said. He said we needed a new engine. So there we were, 670 miles from home, with a car that needed a new engine. Not to mention all the stuff that was packed into that car. Our hearts sunk. We didn't know what we were going to do. That is when I first started repeating the phrase, that there are always options. I was very concerned. Don't get me wrong. I thought we might be in a world of crap, but I also knew I had to keep my spirits up. I knew there were options, and until we explored every one, it was way too early to throw in the towel. We got on the internet and started looking for adequate replacement vehicles that we could buy locally. We found some, but they were all way out of our budget. We drove around in my uncle's pickup to several car lots and got the same result. Then my dad and uncle had a suggestion. They suggested that we go to the local junkyard and see what they had for sale, because they sold cars too. I was dubious, as was my wife. Buying a car from a junkyard would have never entered our minds. But it was one of the options that came up. I had been chanting the fact that there were always options. There was always a solution to every situation. And since this option presented itself, I had to explore it. We went to the junkyard, and every car for sale there was around $1,000. We quickly ruled out several of them because they obviously would not work. There was one car there that I found interesting, though. It was a 2003 Windstar minivan, essentially the same size and configuration as our broken car. We started it up, and it seemed to run fine. The inside seemed clean, and besides being low on brake fluid, we really couldn't find anything wrong with it. We decided to buy that car after talking them down to $750. We transferred all the stuff from our old car to the new one and continued on our journey to Burning Man. We only lost one day on our itinerary. We donated our old car 
to the very same junkyard. I got to tell you, it was a bit stressful. Now we were driving straight out into the desert in a car we bought from a junkyard. <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to make it or not. All we had was hope in that moment. Hope and the knowledge that whatever happened, there would still be options. Magically, though, the car made it to the festival without a hitch. We parked and set up our amazing camp and enjoyed the next few days as though nothing had happened. It truly was an amazing few days. We got to show my dad and uncle stuff they had never seen before. I got to hear stories from them that I had never heard. And I told some stories that they had never heard. It was a once-in-a-lifetime unique experience that I'm very grateful for. The thing about big experiences like this is that it's hard to put into words. It's very difficult to explain something that was so big and complex. You cannot simultaneously recount every great thing that happened or explain every profound moment. It takes a bit of time to sort it all out, to process it in your mind. I've been home for about four days now. Yes, that junkyard car brought us safely all the way back home, and I have been doing some very diligent processing in my brain. I'm going to share the results of some of this high-level pondering with you right now. The main thing I came up with is that the stars of this whole experience were my dad, Ron, and his brother, Bob. These guys were amazing. Throughout my entire car crisis, they never lost a step. They stayed calm and upbeat. They were certain it would all work out. Nothing rattled their cage. They continued to joke and laugh and simply live in the moment, regardless of what was going on around them. Early in the festival, the air conditioner quit working in my uncle's RV, and it was 107 degrees outside. Hey, no problem. They would just drink more water. I was proud to go with them into other camps and watch people admire their story and appreciate them for the men that they were. I could see the admiration in the eyes of others as these two old guys, dressed like cowboys, just made friends everywhere they went. It was all about Ron and Bob. I was just the nephew or the son, and I was happy to be. Watching these guys reaffirmed in me that there is literally nothing in life worth getting upset over. In 80-plus years, they have seen it all. Tragedy, victory, pain, glory, triumph, death, and life. They reminded me that the world just keeps on spinning around, regardless of what we do. Getting bent out of shape about something does not change the outcome. So we may as well be as happy as we can in the meantime. I have said before on this show that I continue to learn from my father. 
he continues to be my mentor and my example of what manhood is. Now, being in the presence of these two brothers during this experience has made that statement even more true. At 55 years old, I still have so much to learn from my elders. Regardless of your age and your station in life, don't forget that. You still have so much to learn. We all still have so much to learn, and the ones to teach us are those who have already gone through it. So I encourage everyone to seek out the wisdom of men that are older than you, whether they are family, a neighbor, or someone you meet on the street. Take the time to hear them. Take advantage of their stories and experience and put it to work in your life. Utilizing the experience, wisdom, and knowledge of men older than you is a very effective human strategy. It's been working since our species began. It's also another tool to use while you're being a better man today than you were yesterday. Hey, remember to check me out on Facebook and Twitter. Write me a letter at alf at beingbetter.men. Tell me how much you missed me or ask me a question or whatever you want. I love getting mail from you guys. Don't forget to get my book either if you haven't. All the links are on the show notes page of this episode at beingabettermanpodcast.com. Now head out into the world and be ready to appreciate the wisdom of the older gentlemen who have already done the things you hope to do. Above all, keep on being a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.